Welcome to the Questionably Qualified Podcast. I'm John Truxus, and I've got a lot of problems with you people. And now, you're going to hear about them. Because this is our special Festivus episode of the Questionably Qualified NFL Podcast. Joining me, as always, is Mike Yax. Yax, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. And, you know, it's a Festivus for the rest of us, baby. <laughs> exactly. Did you watch the episode again in preparation? I, I didn't. I watched, like, a few highlights. I, like, um... George's boss, the yep, the human chief of police for the Spurberry police, right? Yeah, Spurberry police. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we we did watch the whole episode. Really, I mean, the Festivus portion of it is only like a few minutes long. It is, and the the other story, George's story, is but so funny. Money yes. for people. <laughs> it's a truly great one. I was blown away that it was a season nine episode. I didn't realize it was that late in the run of the series, uh, but man, it's a good one. That's yeah, it is amazing. Yeah, I think my brother has a Festivus pole somewhere. <laughs> nice, yeah the uh, the unadorned aluminum pole, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, with that in mind, let's go ahead and jump right into. Well, actually, what do you think? Should we talk about the Lions and the Bears before we get into the airing of grievances, or should we just go right to the airing of grievances? <laughs> I mean, I, I I can't decide if the Bears, if you're airing grievances or what the Bears accomplished in your eyes, is a feat of strength. <laughs> you know, I, I'm having a hard time with that as well. <laughs> also, I've heard that Marvin Harrison Jr. might stay at Ohio State, so it'd be oh, so wow. funny to me if you couldn't even draft that if, kid. Yeah, he wasn't even on the table for it. That would yeah, be pretty incredible. That'd be amazing. Yeah, so yeah, let's let's go ahead and start there, because it is a bit of area of grievances and a feat of strength, <laughs> and also... <laughs> Bears. So it is it's topical to our teams. So the Chicago Bears managed a fantastic fall from a head loss in their game against Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco this past week. Oh. This one, like you said, is really tore me up because I'm happy that they got another loss to help with that under bet. That one we got that one with the Jets now. So my two my two preseason unders are go, are go, looking great. We're done. You hit them both, baby. But that big touchdown to Amari Cooper there that the Bears gave up when really all they should be doing is trying to not give up a touchdown probably gave Andy at least six points in our fantasy league, and that would be enough to edge me out, as well as taking points away from the Bears' defense. So their their that's, absolute bobble of that game <laughs> might have blown right. it for me. That's right. For the, no, the one or eight or zero people, negative people, somebody in... Uh, you know, wherever listening, the fact that you lost in our, we have 12 teams in our fantasy football league, right? Yep. Four yep. teams make the playoffs and the by far best team in the league played Joe fucking Flacco against you. And he, incredible. <laughs> and he beat you due to that huge touchdown is one of the most psychotic storylines that my brain never, like I didn't even process that because that's too insane. 374 yards and two tutties for Joe Flacco. That is beyond ridiculous. Unreal. Unreal. So yeah, let me take a look real quick. Because I ended up losing that one by, by 6.2 points. And like like Yak said, it would have been a, a massive upset. And it would have continued the curse of the one seed in our league. Where you know, <laughs> yeah, I barely only, had business making yeah, only Joe, Only Joe Flacco. I mean, I guess CMC had scored 35 or whatever. But still. Yeah. Yeah, I still would have had it if it weren't <laughs> if it weren't for it that. Weren't if maybe the Cardinals had like tried to cover him a little bit or something. <laughs> but yeah, let's see here. So that that Amari Cooper pass was a 51-yard touchdown pass. 
when the Bears were up seventeen to ten. So yeah, that's four points plus three. Yeah, that's that's over seven points right there on that one play. Even not even accounting for my Bears defense, which actually did quite well for me going against the Browns uh, from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah, I mean you got the double dip on those three picks. That's true. Yeah, it was really nice, and they almost returned one of those for a touchdown. Also, or sorry, they did return one of them for a touchdown. They almost returned a second one for a touchdown. They got it down to the two yard line. <sighs> the game anyway. of inches. <laughs> it's certainly game of yards so, i guess <laughs> i i gotta say i'm not so the, the the way the bears defense has been playing is encouraging especially because we have a lot of young players there so it's good to see that they've been playing pretty well for like a solid three or four weeks now but i mean this was very reminiscent of that first lions game right yeah i mean just kind of snatch defeat from the jaws of victory <laughs> big time in a way yeah, yeah but the other team is trying to give it to you the whole time yeah and it's just, it's a lot funnier when it's Joe Flacco delivering the knockout punch and he was like retired four weeks ago. Yes. Like it's just, a- yeah, that, I don't even know. <laughs> it's the fact that it's Joe Flacco is just mind boggling. And, and it's also wild that, that it's like, I, I, why, why I don't, uh, I guess I don't know enough about free agency, but like he clearly is better than, I would say, 30% of the currently rostered quarterback. Absolutely, and so yeah. that's insane. You're me the Jets me. couldn't have used him. Yeah, that's wild times. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't really understand that one. Maybe he, yeah. maybe he just wasn't willing to play for this little money for a long time. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, I have no idea. It's it, it boggles the brain because if the Jets just kind of had him mm-hmm. and they had him last year, which they did last year, right? Yes, exactly. They <laughs> might maybe they're like knocking at the door. I guess I don't know. Maybe Rogers yeah. said. He's too threatening to Aaron Rodgers. He's got to have his boy Tim Boyle with him. <laughs> rest in pieces. <laughs> R.I.P. for sure there. Yeah, speaking of rest in pieces, how about the Denver Broncos last week? Your uh, your Detroit Lions really just put a straight beating on them. That was a beatdown. I don't think, did anyone really? I mean, you know, I think, I, I did say I was excited to watch our rush attack against them because they have a terrible mm-hmm. running defense and Jameer Gibbs, I think, averaged nine and nine point one yards a carry. So it's a nice day. Didn't <laughs> didn't disappoint. Um, so that was nice. Uh, Sam, Sam Laporta with three touchdowns. Man, that guy is so good. Yeah, I, it was a crazy game in the in the way that it's like it's really I don't know. I, I saw a lot of stuff about like the Denver media just like really ripping Sean Payton to shreds for like not challenging. Um, one of those, um, like touchdowns before the offsides, which oh, it, yes, yeah, yeah there's yeah. offensive offsides because they're just trying to call that a whole bunch so that I guess like Chiefs fans don't like send mail bombs to the officials. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why because like That's clearly as as there's an any. emphasis now after that call where Kadarius Tony clearly was offsides. But yeah, uh, did I guess this one the, seem less? significant than that one because that one yeah it was hard for them to not call the one on tony and that was like literally the difference in the game and like people were acting like it was like this is a big time like you lost by five touch not five like four touchdowns like yeah you yeah think, you think getting one here you think you got us now all of a sudden you four points there might have been some other different there. points you're gonna lose instead of 42 to 10 you what was this Final score is that the final 42 score? 17, I think. 42 17, you're gonna lose 42 to 21, and that's gonna make you feel better. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's I'm probably not the difference in the game. Yeah. 
So I don't know. It was a wild game, but it was yeah. I don't know. I loved it. We need to go into Minnesota this week and win our first NFC North division title. I was gonna say this win would would seal it up, right? Yep, it'd be our first North title. Because, of course, they used to be in the Central. I did know that, unfortunately. (laughs) And we've never won it since it changed to the North in, like, 96. Yeah. Lions! But here's their chance. Last time we won it, Tampa was still in our division. So, cool. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the old NFC Central. That one always made a lot of sense. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was so. Yeah, I agree. It was it was a good win for the Lions. I, I'm excited. I'm pretty sure that they're going to be able to take down the Vikings. We'll get to this one later because I thought the line on that game was surprising. There was it three and a half. Uh, I saw it down to three. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. You hate to see it. Yeah, I don't know what they've been watching that they feel like that's <laughs> the right line for it. But we'll we'll get into it a little more a little deeper later on yeah. when we actually go into the pick. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's let's do the Festivus airing of grievances beyond my own fantasy grievances, which you know nobody wants to hear about anyway. Yeah. Should we begin with our unanimous selection <laughs> for the <laughs> NFC funny. South champion, Atlanta Falcons, who coming into last week were still in pretty good position to make good on that pick that we had, mm-hmm. and. They got to start with a nice, easy one over the previously one-win Carolina Panthers. And they lost that game 7-9. to nine. <laughs> Like, that, I'm speechless. Um, now, I guess they're going to Taylor Heineke. It's gonna, that's a huge deal, John. I don't know if you know that. He's quite good. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, the quarterback yo-yo thing, right? I mean, that's not the greatest, the greatest situation to be in in the world. <laughs> so I was like, I was watching like like the around the NFL podcast, or I think this was on, and they showed like a Georgia public access like interview with um uh-huh. Arthur uh, Blank Smith, not the oh, coach. Arthur Blank, the Falcons owner, yeah, the owner. And I'm just like, I, I'm pretty sure he's not firing him because his dad is the CEO of FedEx, right. I think like, literally because he's like this. He's the founder of Home Depot, I think. And I literally think it's that's why. <laughs> this is like, how the fuck can you keep this guy? This is crazy. Yeah. So in that in that game, the Falcons scored. By the way, if you were thinking of the running back who would score a touchdown for the Atlanta Falcons in this game, who would you think it would be? I'm just hoping it's Cordero Patterson. That's right. It's Cordero Patterson. <laughs> Yes! I love that fucking guy. He's my man. He scores a touchdown with 449 left in the second quarter, and that's the last time the Falcons score all game long. Yeesh. I just don't understand how that's even possible. But anyway, so they lose to the the Panthers. It's not impossible for them to win the NFC South still, because the NFC South is a hot pile of garbage. But I would say that we are justified in, in feeling disappointed about the way that they've managed things this season. Yeah, they they feel so much like the Titans in a way where it's like they should just be fun, and instead I liter I do anything I can not to watch them because yeah. they're yeah, so like, why boring. They be more fun when they are, yeah. With Corderell, who just last year was really fun, mm-hmm. with Bijan Robinson added to the mix with Drake London with Kyle Pitts, like <laughs> you would it should think be a great offense to watch. Yeah, and instead the greatest it's offense like, that never was. Yikes. They need to so run. yeah, so going back two weeks, if they had if they had not blown the lead to the Buccaneers in the last two minutes of that game, 
and they had taken care of business against the Carolina Panthers, they'd be eight and six, and they would be the cock of the walk and the uh, the, in the driver's there. I mean, seat. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's nobody's even near him in that case. Unbelievable! What a disappointment. I mean, but like you know, people in Atlanta, Bomani Jones, they'd be like, "It's the Falcons." <laughs> like, what did true. you expect? Yep. As it is, they are just one game out of first place, so it's definitely not it's, definitely yeah. not out of reach for them. <laughs> yes that's that is also true so the other piece that i wanted to talk about here with the falcons in particular is the usage of some of those players that we've (laughs) discussed so far so to your point they they're going back to taylor heineke this week which is fascinating ritter has started 12 games heineke has started two their stats aren't that much different ritters are definitely better though he is a little bit more turnover prone But more importantly, let's talk about the rushing game they have. (laughs) So they draft Bijan Robinson this season. What was it again? Do you think seventh overall? Eighth. The pick right before uh, uh, Jalen Carter. Yeah, that's right. So they draft him eighth overall, despite having a very effective run game last year, and Tyler Algier leading the way, who is 23 years old. Interesting (laughs) choice. I always forget he's that young. Oh yeah, I thought he was like twenty six. <laughs> the analytics community is not going to love that. That's that's fair to say. But they back it up by at this point of the season, Bijan Robinson has one hundred and seventy six rushes, while Tyler Algier has one hundred and sixty six. So just straight platooning there in the backfield. Wow, that's unbelievable. That's despite the fact that Bijan's yards per attempt is four point six and Algiers is three point five. So one point one yards yard. less per rush. <laughs> And they're just giving him an even split. That's that's wild. And it's like... I, Truly fascinating. It's just like with his body type and his style of running, like, you feel like he's the workhorse. Like, he's the dude that can get a lot of, like... I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know why you get yep. it him. Janu Smith. Gotta love Janu. Janu is just four catches behind Kyle Pitts. Shut your fucking mouth. That cannot be true. <laughs> it's, is that is it's serious? <laughs> Pitts does have a significant lead in targets, in fairness, but yeah, Pitts only has four more catches than Jonu Smith. Does Bijan have more catches than Pitts? Bijan is only six catches behind. Behind that is unbelievable. Does he yep. suck? Is he bad? Right, like is Kyle Pitts just not good? Is that is that where we are right now? I don't. That's weird. <laughs> I yes. mean, I guess everything about that. That's exactly right. That's the right summary for I think for the Atlanta Falcons season is that's that's is, weird. <laughs> is it weird or is it bad or is it kind of both? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Some questions you just can't answer, you know? That's wild. For John U. Smith. And we're not even talking about any injuries, are we? Nope. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's where we sit right now with the Atlanta Falcons, and like I said, still just one game out of first. <laughs> so there's there's the NFC South for you. I mean, NFC South is oof, not yeah. good. I'll go ahead and jump on to the next one, which everyone I'm sure will be shocked to hear about. But I was not very happy with the coverage of Aaron Rodgers' injury for the past 16 weeks. <laughs> oh no, John! Did you hear this week? <laughs> he said he's not coming back. I was surprised. I, I am sure. shocked. I thought he'd be back no matter what. You know, I, I bet I bet if they were in the playoff hunt, he'd be right back out there on the field. I mean, he would be. 
<laughs> what an absolute clown show this entire season has been from the standpoint of how many times I've had to hear people talk about <laughs> the possibility of Aaron Rodgers coming back and how the Jets are staying alive in the playoff hunt. And maybe that means Aaron Rodgers can make it back in time for the end of the season. When everyone knew that wasn't going to happen. The only person who didn't, apparently, is whoever runs the New York Jets, because they didn't do anything to address the position, which is how we got treated to the Tim Boyle gambling experience. So I guess maybe I should be happy about that part. <laughs> That's true. That 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 delusion did help you clinch your bet, which I, th- I think you were going to anyways, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that one that one clinched early for sure. <laughs> uh I mean, at this point, I, I like, I welcome, I want to hear, like, if I would wholesale take all, all coverage of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey over that gladly. Oh, absolutely. Like 100% more of that coverage and 100% less of the Aaron Rodgers cover coverage. I would have eagerly taken that. Yeah, tell tell me more about what Taylor Swift is eating in the box. That's that's fantastic <laughs> phrasing. That might not have been the best. <laughs> but here we are. Anyway, thanks, Arthur. The point is, every time every time before one of those stupid Jets games, because of course, like half the primetime games for the season have been Jets games, that they show Aaron Rodgers and they're like, "Oh, look at that! He's throwing a pass. He must be pretty close to returning." Yeah, I don't think so. First of all, you can still throw without your. It's just your arm that you're throwing with there. Let's see him actually try to move. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going full turn on this. I really enjoyed the coverage, actually. <laughs> I would kind of, you know what? I think if we took and we erased all the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift coverage and just got more Aaron Rodgers coverage, and just you know what you should do. You should replace Travis Kelsey and his podcast with his brother with Aaron Rodgers. That's the just a solo pod. I want no. I want Jason Kelsey and Aaron Rodgers. I want to see what that would be like. <laughs> no, the, the Zero Chemistry Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be good times. Yeah, so that was definitely one for me. What else? What else do you have to uh, to get out of the table? What, what other What other feelings do you want to get out here? I mean, you know, we've been really covering the Chargers, so I have this in the grievances, but I kind of really enjoyed it. It was such en- like it was so enjoyable, especially last week. Wait, have we have we talked about Brandon Staley getting fired? I don't think we even talked about it yet. Cause that oh. was last week, right? <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it was yeah but yeah. it was on friday so yeah we must have missed it we went, did we pod wednesday or two tuesday we did it early last week i think we recorded on wednesday yeah <laughs> that to to be a defensive coach and the previous week your division rival your most hated rival it's like it's it's yeah they scored three no zero points they lost to the Vikings three to nothing, and five days later they beat. They scored sixty three on the Chargers. Aiden O'Connell dropped sixty three points on your face. Unbelievable! And then he had the gall in the press conference to say something like, "Games like this happen to everybody." <laughs> and one of the reporters was like, "Nah, bro, not not, not really. So sixty three is pretty rare." He was like, "The last time somebody got." 42 points squirt on him in the first half. It was 
<laughs> it was your guy out in Chicago. <laughs> oh, I can't even remember his name. Mark Tressman? It was, yeah, it was Tressman. Yep. And they're like, and he got his ass fired right after that. Yeah. Stay late. Yeah. I mean, he this was, is like, that's a scorigami losing 63 oh, to 21. Yeah, because almost everything with a 63 one. is going to be a scorigami. Yeah, not so. a ton. <laughs> Not a ton of 63 burgers sitting out there. So, I'm sorry, Brandon, but no, this sort of game does not happen <laughs> to everybody. And I think he just meant, like, getting his ass completely kicked. Sure, sure. But six. Let's let's couple, couple highlights from that game. <laughs> Most of them are, are Raiders-focused. I'm sure you'll be surprised to hear. The Raiders no, took the lead 49 to nothing early in the third quarter, and we're up 63 to 14. As early as, do, 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 they, oh, sorry, they went up 63 to 7 on a pick six with 14 and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so still, still almost an entire quarter of football and they were already at 63. And they just really just didn't, oh man. They, he deserved to get even more. 63 points with that much time left. Here's my favorite little stat line of the game. Two passes were attempted by a non-quarterback. Oh, yeah. Carrie had him on her team. And they were both by Jacoby Myers. So, and one was a touchdown. Yep. Yeah, why, do you, yeah. why would they go back to... <laughs> I mean, he threw another completion. <laughs> What's the situation where you're like, you know, hey, that one worked pretty well. Let's, let's hit him again with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Carrie was kind of the flip side of your fantasy performance. Got some some funny some funny luck and is now in the championship. But yeah, played Jacoby. I know. I mean, she played against Sam Laporta. Yeah, that one that one's truly shocking that she was able to pull it off. With oh, <laughs> actually, maybe that's not my favorite stat line from the game. I think this one might be third and three at the Los Angeles Chargers twenty six. The Las Vegas Raiders direct snap to Brandon Bolden, Wait, who runs twenty six yards for a touchdown. <laughs> I didn't know Brandon Bolton was still in the league. That's exactly. I knew it. I had no idea. There's he was no. Still in the is that is that the same? Oh, it's the same guy. He's uh, 33 think... years old. Holy shit! The kid, the kid that played on the Eagles, uh, the kid, guy who played on the Patriots, the Dolphins. Apparently, oh, <laughs> he is... was on the the 2012 Patriots. He was on the Patriots team that beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. <laughs> what the fuck? This is a person that's still... Well, I guess that's why he's on the Raiders. Because what's-his-face grabbed him? McD, yeah. yeah but geez. still, he gets, a, he gets a 26-yard house call on a direct snap. <laughs> uh, what, what's the third? You say it was third and 23? Th- third and three from the 26-yard oh, line. And he just runs 26 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> you want to hear his, uh, you wanna hear his uh, stat line for the season? Yeah, let's hear it. I don't know if you're ready, though. <laughs> I'm probably not. <laughs> Two carries, 25 yards, one touch. So his only other one is for negative one? That's right. <laughs> yeah, boy. Amazing. That means that the Chargers gave up negative 26 times as many yards to him as everybody else in the league this year. <laughs> Holy moly. Oh, my God. This <laughs> I don't... Who is this person? This who is this? This is not a person. This person's been in the NFL for eleven seasons 
as a running right? back and has never rushed for over 300 yards in a single season. Seems impossible. That's fucking impossible. They have two guys like this. They have Brandon Bolden and they have fucking Amir Abdullah on this team. Amir Abdullah there. Yeah. How is that? That cannot be. Who is doing this? Somehow he had 400 receiving yards in 2021 at the age of 31. Wait, Brandon Bolton. I mean, oh I don't even my know. goodness. Wild. That's... Yeah. So that's a good one. I'm trying to think. Is there anything is there anything else that I really wanted to air grievances about? Oh, there is one more thing. There's, one <laughs> There's more a thing million I things. I, I just didn't there, write there any of them down. Yeah, we could have a very long history. We can just fit. Fuck the rest of the season. Fuck the rest of this episode. We're just going to air grievances. Just grievances the whole time. <laughs> What's going on here with, with NFL coaches not trusting their kickers to hit 50 yarders? Because I don't know. The Lions cut their kicker this week. The Lions cut theirs this week after some very interesting fourth down decisions that we've discussed previously on here. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Which your response, I think, was perfect, which is, why can't you find another kicker, if that's the case? There are a lot of them out there. Yeah, I don't... I, we've talked about this at length. It's insane. I watched the Bears twice get into the 50-yard range for field goals, and it, I believe it was a windy day in Cleveland, but they opted for Hail Marys both times instead of field goals, uh, which so obviously crazy. they didn't work. One of them almost did work, but still, they didn't work. And you just like, yeah, if you can't trust your kicker in the NFL to hit a 50 plus yarder, it's time to get a new kicker. I mean, it's as easy as that, I think. Yeah, it's I was trying to like figure out like there must be a reason, you know, there just like must be a reason where it's like, you know, you don't want to put the game into like what feels like chance. Right. Because they, they don't feel, like, kickers don't often feel like part of the team, actually, or part of the game, I think. So they're like, yeah. well, this fucking thing that I am barely responsible for is, like, dictating if I'm get, having success or not. It's like, I don't know, dude, just treat it like it's part of the fucking game, then. Like, get right. more invested in it. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's a huge fucking deal. It's really important. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So yeah, that, that I was also a little bad at from a fantasy standpoint since I had the Bears kicker and I was like, oh, perfect. Line up that 50-yarder. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> Who needs Justin Tucker? Let's just let's put that no, motherfucker. Right. Let's just release him. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm one man's trash, John. If it weren't if it weren't for Lamar doing things like actually scoring touchdowns, then I would have held on to him. What but, is that? That's you know. not what is that? Touchdowns. Unfortunately, Joe Flacco isn't there anymore because that was that was when Justin Tucker was really humming. Was when Flacco could get twenty yards a drive and put him, set him up for fifty yarders all day. Have him hit a sixty-six yarder in Detroit. Yeah. You know, NBD. <laughs> yeah. Think some more. What's a grievance? The Tennessee Titans. That's a grievance. I think you're the Tennessee Titans might just be a grievance against all of us, right? Like everyone should be aggrieved by the Tennessee yeah. Titans this season. I think what should happen is that. For the last three games, they should just have to play the Atlanta Falcons every time. And we just remove them out of the league. And those two teams can play each other in purgatory until the end of time. I like that idea. Because, like, fuck those two teams. I could, if I could never watch them ever again, that's what I would do. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like, pre-CJ Stroud. Like, in that in the, the last few years stretch when it was uh, Jacksonville and Houston. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they were yeah. both miserable. It's like, do they play every Thursday? Can we just do that? Like, every Thursday night football is, is Jags-Texans again? <laughs> yeah, it's just like the, it's like the JV game. Yeah, exactly. 
so yeah, let's real quick let's let's discuss the Titans because you're right. Everyone should be agreed by them. They are now five and nine. They have wins over the Atlanta Falcons, obviously. Clearly. The Cincinnati Bengals during Burrow's injury period. The Carolina well, Panthers. The first period, not the second period. Yes, the first injury, right. Yeah. Yes, good call. <laughs> the aforementioned Los Angeles Chargers. And of course, just two weeks ago, the Miami Dolphins. Clearly. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Vic Fangio deserves to be punched in the face for that one. They've played three overtime games, which means we've been treated in in heavy quotation marks to three extra periods of Tennessee Titans football this season. Oh, my goodness. DeAndre Hopkins has 300-plus yard receiving games. Derrick Henry has 300-plus rushing. Like you you said, you would think this team should be fun to watch. Will Levis just launches balls with wild abandon. (laughs) They've they've played like three entertaining halves of football. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. I think when your coach is a big fucking grump, like, I don't know. The Patriots, were the Patriots at any point without Randy Moss fun to watch? I guess Gronk, they're a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Gronk made him pretty fun, right? They made him kind of fun, but I, I guess, yeah. yeah, I don't know. He just sucks the fun, right? Maybe their their color scheme looks dumb. I, I don't yeah, know. that's true. I don't give a shit about them at all. I hate we're in them. we're in the old Houston Oilers throwbacks, and a game against Houston was a pretty big at, fu. Was I feel it like. at Houston too? I think so. Woof. <laughs> the real good way to go and fucking lose. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh my goodness. Wait, was that this past week? Yeah. Yeah. They lost. Who they lose to? Fucking. Wasn't even Davis Mills. It was. was no, it was Case Keenum. Case fucking Keenum. Case Keenum, who would have been out of the NFL a decade ago if you didn't bring, like, the Rams into Detroit and throw for 400 yards. Yep. Big I also. This one, this one popped up because I was thinking about weird games like Tennessee only losing by one score against Baltimore. Let's let's. I'm a little aggrieved by the Baltimore Ravens here. Their losses this season: <laughs> they lose by three to the Colts, by seven to the Matt Canada Pittsburgh Steelers, and by Divisional two fuckery. to the Cleveland Browns. Divisional fuckery. AFC North is rife with it. Up by 14 points <laughs> with 11 minutes left, and they blow the Browns game. Yikes! So. Yeah, I actually, I was talking to Maddox about this, and I'll be interested to get your, maybe this is a good segue to <laughs> to move on out of this segment. No, we're not moving on. <laughs> he was asking if we're all just being silly about thinking that the Ravens aren't the Super Bowl team from the AFC. And I was like, no, because they, like we, I think that they've moved into the zone where we have to see improve, like, right? To really, they to seem as the favorite yeah. for me, but not a heavy favorite. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like them and the Chiefs and the Bills. I feel like are all kind of in the same pool for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Chiefs, uh, uh, the Bills. Uh, I don't know. I they're all fucking weird, but I feel like the Ravens right now are the least weird because I think they have the unit you can depend the most on. Yes, that's probably true. That defense is solid and it has been all, all year long. But I don't know. Yeah, they're weird. They have C's. I mean, the NFC. If you take San Francisco out of it, is is kind of the same. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. It's that San Francisco is just <laughs> decimating everybody. Yeah. I feel like with Baltimore, I'm not going to buy in until they they really prove it to me in the playoffs. And like it's not really fair to hold that old Tennessee one against them from Lamar's MVP season. But at the same time, like they just had games like that over the past few years where it, like they do they do weird bears-esque things at the end of some of these games. Yeah. 
I think against Indianapolis, it was like the overtime they run a slant, and it's like the only option on the on the play for them to convert at midfield. And you're like, wait, shouldn't there have been a better yeah yeah something available there with Lamar Jackson as your quarterback? <laughs> Guys, Joe Flacco, the ba- he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to use him anymore. Oh man. The only thing with that is just like, I mean, who do you trust so much more than them? Is I think is what I was kind of teasing out. Yeah. I think, I mean, for me, I go with the Chiefs because I am firmly in yeah. Chiefs Chiefs until <laughs> they're unthroned. I mean, Mahomes is the best. I yeah. just hate, they're, you know, everyone knows this. It's like a recurring sideshow of the NFL since literally week one. Yeah. Their wide receivers are just hot garbage. There has to be somebody in an LA fitness right now <laughs> that is better than some of the guys they have. It has to be true. They need Rashi Rice to keep going the way yeah. he is, where he's been improving over the yeah. past few weeks. If that keeps up, and I really do think that like, to some extent they're slow playing Kelsey and just being like, hey, we need him healthy for the playoffs. Like, let's not go all out trying to, you know, maximize him for some of these games. But yeah, yeah, they need they need Rice to to give them a, at least one additional option because it's not Kadarius Tony, <laughs> and it's definitely not Sky Moore. I don't think so, unless it's the Super Bowl, I guess, because they both had touchdown catches in the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, by MVS, no, I don't think it's him either. Yep, pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> Maybe they can trade him to the Jets though. Maybe they can get like a first <laughs> out of the Jets for him. <laughs> Rogers is gonna convince what's his face to trade mvs for like garrett wilson yeah (laughs) i really need this guy back he's not so good (laughs) yeah exactly i think it's important to note from a feats of strength standpoint your note here about cj stroud that's a feat of strength i see how you're trying to get out of the airing of grievances but (laughs) i want to air more grievances (laughs) what else you got the fucking jags that's a there's some grievances the jags Let's talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, who might not win the AFC South inexplicably. That is shocking. When I saw that, like, it's a two-way tie at the top, right? Is it three now with the Colts in there also? Yeah. Yep. (laughs) What the fuck is that? That's a dog shit. That's the worst shit. Get an offensive line. I want Trevor Lawrence plays football. He throws like 65 balls to Calvin Ridley, and none of them are like, it makes no sense. You get Calvin Ridley, and he stinks. How is he bad? I don't I don't get that offense. I hate that offense. I don't like watching it. It is definitely more fun to watch than Atlanta or, God forbid, Tennessee. Well, <laughs> or yeah. some of these yeah. other ones, but I don't get it. I mean, I think I think you're on to something with the offensive line bit let me yeah. let me read to you real quick the high rushing yards since their bye week in week nine and also the efficiency here is like insanity even when they do rush for a respectable amount of yards it, the efficiency is horrific and these these are all uh etn except for the last one which trevor lawrence was the high the high rusher against baltimore yeah. which is not great since he had a high ankle sprain like two weeks ago <laughs> Here are the numbers for the the rush rushing high for a player for the Jacksonville Jaguars since they're by in week 9. 35, 52, 56, 45, 35, 41. Yikes. They have had one game where they had a 100-yard rusher this season. Oh my god, seriously. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're onto something in there where uh I mean, I think I think what you were saying about their offense is like they there is no easy mode for them, right? 
and it's weirdly it's like uh what's his face like christian kirk somehow yeah 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 that's true and actually they're they're high or the they're, tight uh, end how about their their high receiver last week against baltimore is it the Jamal tight end Agnew. <laughs> i saw they hit a busted coverage for him for like a 45 yard touchdown yeah yeah ingram was the the leading receiver the two weeks prior to that that's why it's like I don't understand that. Yeah, it's like what you said. There is no easy mode. There's no there's no way to just like get get some yards or have something to fall back on. Like, and they can't run the ball at all. So right, yeah. So then you're putting it all on Lawrence. I think I was I was listening to I think it was the Athletic Football Show that was breaking down the Jags and the the last game against Baltimore and they were saying that they were coming into it sort of thinking like you know uh, this is this is why you can't you know, trust Trevor Lawrence to be that level of quarterback, you know, like everybody wanted him to be that coming out of college. And obviously you can't hold his first year against him because it was urban Meyer, but you know, he has these mistakes that just, that just cripple a lot of the stuff they do. And they said that after watching it, they're just kind of like, I don't know. I mean, he, he's making really difficult plays and it's just, he's not getting much help. And they're really, it's a really hard degree of difficulty. Yeah, they don't make anything easy. It feels like that's such a good and like, like a point. I think because like yeah. you know, I've watched them so many times and it doesn't it doesn't click. Nothing like really like clicks. You watch the Lions like mm-hmm. that clicks. You watch San Francisco. They make everything look easy because they can. It looks like they can get you in so many different ways, but it's like it does not feel like that for a team that has a lot of like talented pieces. You think it should. They should be able to, like, I don't know, yeah, make it easier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a really strange situation, I think. Especially, you know, I think we all thought they'd take a step forward last year after winning that playoff game against the Chargers. Although, I guess, in hindsight, that... Yeah. <laughs> that was more about the Chargers than it was yeah. about the Jags. <laughs> yeah, but at exactly. the time, we thought maybe it was about the Jags. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't end this segment without airing a little some grievances uh, against... The professional football team in the city of Phoenix, Arizona. Oh yes, I you are shall right. not say its name. They deserve some real heat from you. I feel like yeah, they they they've single handedly ruined a lot of my joy this season. <laughs> Thank you, by the way, for for putting a, a tiny on them last last yeah. week because it worked for me. The Niners got that cover without any trouble. <laughs> I wish it hadn't been all Christian McCaffrey. Wish they <laughs> spread that around a little bit. But he could have thrown a little bit to IU. I mean, what what are we yeah. doing here? Just a bit, you know, but hey, <laughs> killer. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck the Arizona Cardinals. I'm loving the game this week. The old oh, crosstown matchup. The Bears-Cards showdown. The, the game right. that Kat and I have been waiting for. It's going to be Never good. Never have the stakes been higher. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big-time draft position showdown, it feels like. That's true, actually. Let's see, because the Cardinals... Yeah, the Cardinals are three and eleven. So, so if the Bears can lose this one, then they're they're almost neck and neck right there. They're locked. Two uh, top, they're trying. You're trying to get that two top five picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we need we need both of them. Watch <laughs> we'll do anything correctly with them, but doesn't watch watch Carolina beat Jacksonville. I know, I know. I did see that in the in the remaining schedule. I was like, well. You could have that one be a big upset. <laughs> Watch Carolina go on like a three-game winning streak and just torpedo your chances. Give that number one pick to the uh, New England Patriots. <laughs> Who are they going? Oh man, maybe uh, Matt Patricia's rehab does his um 
reputation and uh gillette my man had enough <sighs> yeah yeah I mean, there's so a fucking just... error here's some grievances fuck the philadelphia eagles putting that motherfucker back on the television are you serious I do. I I hate myself. Clearly, everyone knows this about me. I watched that fuckface give a presser today about how he loves football. Shut the fuck up. I had to listen to Matt Patricia today talk about how he's like football is such a special thing because like it's really the players that like it's their thing and we're along for the ride and you know. Oh my blah God. blah blah. I'm like literally the last fucking thing we heard from you is all the shit. You're telling reporters to sit up straight in Detroit. You fucking launched homophobic slurs at Darius Slay, a fucking person that you are coaching. Fuck you. You you can't rehab your image by be having, oh, it's so, so fun. Fuck you. Fuck Matt Patricia. <laughs> fucking unbelievable. This guy tried to turn his year last year. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I have experience on the other side of the ball. It gives me a different perspective. <laughs> you ran the worst fucking offense in the history of the NFL, and now you want to put it on your resume as something good? Shut up. It's unbelievable. I thought Nick Sirianni was a fucking moron, but now I know for sure that That was is. confirmed. Yeah, and I'll be honest. I Just seeing him on the sideline I, made me angry. <laughs> yeah, imagine a Detroit Lions fan. When they cut to him, I was like, "Oh God, Matt Patricia's back on my television! Like, how? How? How can we get rid of this guy for there, good?" There he is with that laminated sheet and a fucking pencil in his ear. It doesn't work on the laminated sheet. <laughs> it shouldn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. Matt Patricia today said that he got back in the into football from quote the business world. I don't need to look his resume up to know that he wasn't doing goddamn anything. <laughs> Motherfucker! He he might have been cold calling people to see if they're interested in their retirement funds. I, you know what? I I already said I hate myself. So let's see, Matt Patricia before football. Let's see what he was doing. (laughs) Wikipedia, Matthew Edward Patricia position de facto defensive coordinator. Fuck, fuck you! What are we talking about? Okay, what did he do? After, oh, it doesn't even say. I wish we could, I wish we knew. Like I said, I was very upset to see him again. I really thought that we were done with that chapter of our NFL lives. <laughs> I just can't believe that he tried to put on a folksy, if you if you really want to get angry, you should watch the press conference he did today. It was yeah, I feel un- like that's gonna be unbelievable. I was like, I saw it just kind of come up in my feet. I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to be angry if I do this. I did it anyway. For and you, you still did it. for all the <laughs> listeners out there, I did it for you. <laughs> Just to get fully upset. <laughs> Gosh, ah, well, whatever. It's hilarious. What ended up happening? Let's see. Uh, Jake Lock, Jake Locker. Wait, Drew Lock. Drew Lock. I wish it was Jake. I wish Jake it Locker would have been even better. That would have been great. Drew Lock threw like a what a forty-yard touchdown down like down the sideline at a. Mm-hmm. third and six or whatever for mm-hmm. a dagger to like cool good that reminded me a ton of matt patricia i heard people being like i thought he was gonna bring more pressure i was like yeah i didn't <laughs> what are on, you guys. talking about yeah 10 gives up 10 fourth quarter points up up 17 to 10 going into the fourth quarter and, and he gives up 10 fourth quarter points to to drew lock I'm sorry, giving up 20 points to drew lock is like giving up a million to anybody else you see that run defense that somehow somehow the run defense got 30 times worse. I watched 
Ken Walker run through them like they weren't even playing. <laughs> I don't. I didn't get it. So I don't know. Oh uh, man! Yikes! Told you. There's grievances for days. We can keep going. What? Is, what? What about yeah, the right. Washington Kenny Walker Commander? Has, has 19 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown. Just the just the churn it out sort of game. Yeah, I mean it looked a little different in the first half, but yeah. But what still. about the Washington Commanders? You got any grievances for whatever the fuck that team is? <laughs> I mean, are we supposed to? I don't even know what to think about that team. Somehow, uh, Riverboat Ron still has a job. How the fuck is that a thing? That's a very good question. <laughs> Bill Simmons is taken to calling him Robo. <laughs> yeah, because he yeah, he's not he's like the most conservative coach ever. Now. Yep, yep. It's like that's uh, pretty funny. That, guy, that guy's long gone. Whoever whoever Riverboat Ron was no longer exists. It's just this version now. It's really funny because it's like you know he just like went for it a lot on fourth and one when Cam Newton was his quarterback, mm-hmm. and they were like. It was just like 15 years ago, so they're like, oh, watch out. This yeah. is so risky. It's like, this no, is I revolutionary. Don't, I don't think so. They, Cam Newton's his quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Man, I don't even know. I'm, I'm going through. I'm just looking at their schedule this year. They get they get a four-point win over the Cardinals, a two-point win over the Broncos, an eight-point win over the aforementioned Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> I love every team that I hate has beaten the Falcons. Has beaten like, the Falcons. Every single one where I'm like, I cannot possibly fathom watching this team. Well, they're good enough to beat the Atlanta Falcons. The yep. Panthers. And they beat the Patriots by three. Those are their four wins oh, this year. Wow. Watch watch <laughs> out for these guys. These guys are crazy. <laughs> they're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second Super Troopers reference of, of the pod. <laughs> Jesus. You said. Oh my god! I can keep going. Every I hate that. That NFL is the worst. I it's so stupid. I've got a good grievance that that I think you'll enjoy quite a bit. <laughs> One of my biggest grievances. This is this is zooming in a little bit to be like a single game grievance, right? Yeah. <laughs> How on earth do Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs only score nineteen points against Joe Barry's Green Bay Packers? Nobody knows that, and the answer to this joe barry is a mystery to me i know that he's terrible and everyone saw that after last week when baker mayfield had a perfect qb perfect qb rating (laughs) i just like the fact that everybody's like man jordan love is the real fucking deal and the packers are making their charge they're coming for the lions for the nc north they're in the wild card picture and then they they give up a game-winning field goal to Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants, and then follow that up by giving up a perfect passer rating to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> it's it is delicious, is what it is. Um, even on this very podcast, I would say I don't think we were we weren't sounding the alarm per se. I think if you listen back. There is some, we're a little grouchy, we're a little bit, like, concerned, like, come on, not this fucking shit again. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it is very delicious seeing all the people that were, like, coronating Jordan Love. Do you see how many people had the stats? Like, the first 10 games for Aaron Rodgers. I know, oh my god. The first 10 games for Jordan Love, I'm like, I don't don't know, guys. It looks like he just lost to Tommy fucking DeVito. Like, (laughs) I don't know how many times Aaron Rodgers lost to a Tommy DeVito level quarterback. 
Yeah, Jordan Love goes 25 for 39 in that game for one TD and one interception against the New York Giants' ferocious defense. <laughs> Hit me with the yardage total there. I want to. I want to be impressed. With 218, 39 <laughs> attempts, 218 yards. Oof. That's all I got to <laughs> say about that. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's been very fun to watch. But yeah, the Joe Barry thing. People were uh, like, yeah, and then it was the thing I was telling, like talking to you about, like as eight first round picks unbelievable the lions don't have eight first round picks on their whole fucking team i don't even yeah it's mind-boggling on his defense and they're still dog shit yeah they are currently let's see here they are currently 29th in dvoa shut 29th (laughs) in defensive dvoa <laughs> wow. Uh, I guess the grievance that's a much worse than I thought. The grievance there, I think, is I mean, when you get torched by Tommy DeVito and the Buccaneers in back to back games, that is mm-hmm. going to tank the shit out of your defensive DVOA. Mm-hmm. But that's true. <laughs> just like it is nice. It is nice when somebody so so fucks your franchise. By having a historically bad year, and then goes to your probably your most hated division rival, and I know that's not unique in the North. Everyone's most hated rival is the Packers, right? Yeah, and then he just shits on their very talented defense. It's it is it is nice. I mean, I am a little bit aggrieved that he even has a job in the NFL after some of the shit that he pulled in Detroit. Right. But it's right. very funny that. 15 years later, this man is still fucking up defenses in the NFL. How can that be? How can it be? It can't, how can it be? Here's another beautiful barryism. <laughs> the, 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 the folks who do DVOA did a big piece on adjusted sack rate this season because Sam Howell's thing has sort of fallen off. He's not going to be the most sack quarterback of all time anymore. But the New York Giants this season are in the running for the highest adjusted sack rate. So, you know, sacks per yeah. per drop back and then adjusted also for the the down and situation in the game, stuff like that. The They go through sort of game by game and they basically point out that everybody on the Giants has been getting sacked. Like no matter who's played quarterback. When Tyrod Taylor came in briefly, he was getting sacked. They all get sacked. Tommy DeVito, if you go game by game since he took over, he comes in in that Jets game, he gets sacked twice on a total of seven dropbacks. He gets sacked six times against the Raiders, five times against the Cowboys. Honestly, surprised that's not higher. Nine times, in my best Rooney voice, nine times against the Washington Commanders, six times against the Patriots. The Commanders without Chase Young or Montez Six times against the New England Patriots, and last week he got sacked seven times against the New Orleans Saints. Do you know how many times he was sacked on Monday Night Football against Joe Barry's Green Bay Packers? No, don't. Zero times. (laughs) Couldn't get to him once. Oh my gosh. That's unbelievable. (laughs) That's a Joe Barry special for you. Look, guys, he gets sacked so much, we don't even have to try to pressure him. <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> they, they put, they, I think they sacked Goff maybe the most this, this season. Mm-hmm. Yep. In their words, 
Obviously, it's crazy that DeVito made it through an entire game last Monday night without taking a single sack from the Green Bay Packers. He's taken at least five sacks in each of his other five games, including when he came in early against the Raiders. (laughs) Oh my god. Wow. That is unbelievable. Yeah. So legitimate grievance there that he still has a job, I think. Yeah, I would say so. I think I'm finally grievanced out, but... And that was a good run we had there. Uh, speaking of Tommy DeVito, what's the pizza shop kerfuffle that you listed in here? Oh, you didn't see this? I, I did not. <laughs> he um, Before the Monday Night Football win against the aforementioned <laughs> Green Bay Packers, <laughs> he was scheduled to make a, a, an appearance at a New Jersey pizza shop for ten grand. Uh-huh. And his agent, after that game, called him and was like, nah, it's going to be twenty grand, baby. <laughs> 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 they blasted this all over social media about how this guy did this, and then Tommy, being the nice the nice boy he is, just showed up uh-huh. for free. Ah, that's so nice of Tommy there. <laughs> and now his agent, his agent's not no longer in charge of his appearances. <laughs> his agent, the one who was dressed like Run DMC, right? That, yeah, that guy, that man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that man. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> is that a uh, feat of strength, or is that a? Uh, airing of grievances <laughs> that's a good question i think it might be a feat of strength honestly the fact that the pizza shop was willing to pay 10k for tommy devito to show up is kind of remarkable <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm sure they had like a special on cutlets <laughs> hey it's tommy cutlets get the get those fingers going right yep <laughs> hey <laughs> mother of god oh man all right yeah i don't even know <laughs> I guess at this point we would usually talk about which games we're most excited for uh, in the coming weekend. I think obviously the one that we're, people should be most excited for is Ravens 49ers, right? For sure. It is a DVOA bowl, which is a little bit rare. One and two? Every season, but yep, numbers one and two in DVOA facing off. I'm trying to see what the gap is between them and everybody else, because I think it's pretty big right I bet now. it's pretty big. Who's number three? Let me guess. Number three in DVOA. Ugh. I don't think you're going to guess. Uh. I was going to guess Miami. That's no. a good guess. They are number four. Okay. Not the, can't be the Bills. It is the Buffalo Bills. What the fuck? How is that? It's the second rigged offense and the 10th ranked defense. I, I think no it, it mostly speaks schedule. to the sort of clumping of everybody there. So, <laughs> so the 49ers right now are in first place with a 46.7 DVOA, oh which is in like wow. historic territory. Yeah, that's, that's very good. Yeah. The Ravens are in second with a 38.8, so still That's very, very strong. very good. Yeah. And then it's a 14-point drop to the wow. Bills at number three. So the gap there between 50%. two and three is the same as the gap between the Bills and the Browns at number eight. That's a, that's a, very, a surprising one because that just means, like, it's very top-heavy. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The Niners and the, and the Ravens are so far ahead of everybody right now. And then it's like that other clump is very far ahead probably yep yep exactly yeah so then the next sort of clump there is buffalo miami casey and dallas and there they have a considerable jump up until you get down to the lions and the lions are kind of right between that and uh and the browns tier where everybody's clumped together again yeah they're just like a little okay yeah it makes sense to me that's crazy but yeah so this is this is a pretty impressive showing here of of those two teams uh at this point in the season yeah, you're not going to show up for uh, Saturday night for Buffalo at Los Angeles Chargers? I wasn't planning on it. Oh, I didn't air a grievance against the Charger chat, guys. For not but coming they, on the pod? No, well, they promised me <laughs> un, unbridled 
positivity. And for the nine, for like the six games I've watched, I haven't, I haven't seen it. Not been, not been hearing that. I haven't been hearing that. <laughs> my boys, my boys were pretty sad. I checked in with them for like ten minutes, but I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, mostly moping around. Yeah, they really eulogized the Brandon Staley era. They were like, we thought this guy was going to be it. Like, based on what? He was like the defensive coordinator for the Colts for like a minute. And other than that, had no experience in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, there's no way you should have been that positive about it. It turns out that Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald are pretty good. Everyone's trying to get that curse going where Stafford comes to Ford Field and crushes us in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting theory for sure. <laughs> oh, Ramsey's not on there anymore. He's on the Dolphins. Dolphins now, yeah. So the for for historical context, the the DVOA folks, they feel that this might be the second strongest DVOA bowl that they've measured. They're saying that like obviously it's kinda hard to tell because like depending on which part of the season you're in, it's it's the early in the year the the ratings are more vi- like volatile so you can't mm. just go with one of the early ones probably one of the colts new england games that is exactly right so they yeah. think that the 07 one uh when both the, both the colts and the patriots were undefeated is probably the the best Ooh. one but this is right there behind it yeah that those teams were crazy yeah when like yeah. if they were both at the height of their powers yeah exactly the good news is that, that most of these games have been pretty darn good in this list so we can cross our fingers and hope that that holds true again this time. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be watching that one pretty closely. Are there any other games this weekend that you're particularly excited for? Oh, yeah. I'm, like, super excited for New England at Denver. Big time <laughs> Sunday night football. Is that the Sunday night game? Oh, crap. <laughs> Christmas Eve. <laughs> Santa, Santa's uh, Santa's gonna come late because I'm telling you what, I am not gonna be able to peel my eyes away from that whatever whatever. <laughs> I, I that gotta is. watch this. I gotta watch it. That one is amazing. Joe Barry trying to bounce back against Carolina. That's gonna be riveting football. <laughs> Real, yeah. If Bryce Young's ever gonna get it going, that's <laughs> that's gonna be a real um hard hitting football matchup. So That's you, American you, football at its finest. You weren't impressed by the three field goals that Carolina managed last week <laughs> 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 against the formidable Atlanta Falcons defense. <laughs> I'm not sure Bryce Young has ever thrown for over 200 yards in an NFL game. So no, I don't think. I, I think I, you're right. I maybe one. I think one game early in the season he might have, but yeah, he did it more often early in the year. Actually, he was maybe he's getting worse. <laughs> that's rough yeah he had a uh a streak of four games in a row where he, he got over 200 yards oh, early in the year bless his heart minnesota detroit miami and houston bless his heart yep and then now he's so that's four so he's on like a nine game streak of not <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> seven seven in a row oh that's not that that's not that bad well, that's not bad that bad then <laughs> maybe next time don't date the girl who has seven evil exes <laughs> you don't want to watch jake browning take on the big bopper i mean jake browning now is looking great oh my god i i i startled the shit out of cat when i saw mason rudolph in that game i was like oh my god it was the leo dicaprio thing i was like yax called it yax called it mason rudolph appearance. that he's back baby <laughs> 
Oh, poor Biscuits. Uh, I mean, Biscuits is just so bad. Yes, he's very, very bad. I was, I picked the Steelers last week against my better judgment. <laughs> Who are they playing again? The Colts, and they were getting points, and I was like, okay, the the Steelers <clears throat> defense, like, they'll they'll throw some wrenches in there, they'll make this thing ugly. And real early in that one, it was like, nope, this is this is Mitchell Trubisky. This, this is, is the a, Trubisky experience. This is a Biscuits game. Yep. <laughs> yep. You don't want to watch um, Sam Howell take on the New York Jets. <laughs> this is just... How are all these games so bad? Seahawks, Titans? <laughs> Woof. <laughs> it's really funny because, like... I guess, it... I guess Cowboys, Dolphins <laughs> should be really good. Okay, that... Ah, okay, there we go. There's an amuse-bouche yeah. for... Yeah, the Monday yeah. <laughs> night matchup. Finally, exactly. There is one. One. <laughs> you, you don't want to watch Tommy DeVito in the link get snowballs thrown <laughs> at him, get batteries thrown. People are gonna bring fucking cold cut sandwiches into the link and throw them on the football <laughs> oh, that's field. True. At that man. That's true. They definitely will. Philly, it's the best best town on earth, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You still gotta talk to Maddox and see if we need to be making a trip out there. If if that if that all comes to pass, it's it's Lions Eagles there. I mean, it's a possibility. It's the strongest possibility as we speak that, according to the most percentages, Detroit will be playing in Philadelphia over Ryan and my birthday. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty incredible. I don't. And I was like talking to Carrie about it, and she's like, "Oh man, yeah, we can try to go." I was like, "Are you fucking crazy?" <laughs> Like, I'm not going. <laughs> Do you have money to buy a box? Cause oh, to the game? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, there's no way. There's no. no way I would do that for playoff football. She even was like, yeah, I'll just leave whenever Nolan. I was like, Nolan will not be within 10 <laughs> yeah, miles no, of the lake. Not a chance. It's a yeah. 0% chance of that. He's, he's too old to be free now, right? So that ain't going to happen. <laughs> No, it's not. It's definitely not about that. It's more about like I don't think he should be in that atmosphere. He doesn't need to hear the names that the South Philly people will will call me. He doesn't need to hear his dad referred to in such a manner at this young an age. Okay, with that in mind, let's get on to the picks for this week. I have not gone through. I've gone through and I've made my picks for the week. Like I have them selected. I had a couple that I felt strongly about, so we'll do those ones first. And then I'm a little more open. I'm, I'm kind of open because to suggestion this week because I think, like we said, there are a lot of these games that are just terrible. <laughs> the one that I like the most, I think, is the Baltimore Ravens getting five and a half in San Francisco. Okay, the Ravens are five and a half. Five and a half they're getting. Seriously, I see that. I mean, five I now. know San Francisco's been great, but like five and a half points for that Ravens team. Yeah, I like it, but yeah. That one just seemed a little high to me. I also feel very good about the Detroit Lions minus three against either Nick Mullins or Josh Dobbs or I don't, I don't know, whatever whatever Minnesota is doing this Mullins. week. Mullins. It's Mullins this week. Is it Mullins? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I like the Lions minus just three against that team. I I guess I don't. I mean, you know, it's the one thing that I've said every single time we play a team that has any really good wide receivers on it. and. Minnesota has two, so I can kind of see why, where it's going to be close. And you have Baby Hands facing a lot of blitzes. Yeah, but he's inside. Baby Hands inside is pretty good. Yeah, that's not as big of a deal, right? Put Baby Hands outside. That's a, 
really bad. <laughs> then you're in trouble. <laughs> Everyone says that the Minnesota Vikings has this like really good run defense, and that has not been my experience for like Brian Flores generally. I don't think they've played people that have like really because they're like they don't. I don't know. I don't know. We play a lot yeah, of two is tight that like end a yards sets. per game sort of stat. I don't. I don't know. People have been trying to be like, oh, well, I don't think I'm like. Uh, I don't think people line up the personnel we do often. I mean, the the only team yeah. that makes no sense is when um the tackle for San Francisco was out and they beat them. Oh, Trent, yeah. And they uh they you know held McCaffrey to like forty five yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only like everyone else. I'm like, oh, oh, you stopped the Atlanta Falcons from rushing the ball a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah, they stopped themselves before he can even do it. <laughs> oh, Aaron Jones was out, and you know. AJ Dillon couldn't get it going against you guys. Oh, the Tyson Bajan experience didn't cultivate many rushing yards against you. I'm very, very <laughs> shocked, shocked by this. Shocked. Like, oh, oh, uh, Rashad right Rashad White didn't rush the ball against you very well. Oh, I'm that's another shocking one. Like <laughs> so I think like the Lions with like a ton of twenty one personnel against like I don't know, basically a nickel based defense is I don't I just don't see how a team that rushes the ball like us is, I, I don't know, maybe Daniil Hunter is as good as advertised. He's, you know, one of the best ends in the game, and maybe they can stop us from running the ball, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I think you're right. So uh, in DVOA terms, they're ninth against the run on defense. Yeah. They're a better pass defense than they are run defense, and that's like a, a good but not great number, generally speaking, from a rushing standpoint. They're they're closer to the, sort of the, the big middle of the pack there than they are those elite mm-hmm. teams. I just, I just didn't really see who you you could make that big case that they're actually this stalwart, right? Against the run, yeah, I agree. Okay, so yes, yeah, so I like that one. The Lions there, I like the Jaguars currently even against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But what do you think? I hate, I hate it. I hate it. The Buccaneers are home, but I'm like, okay, but that's like they're not going very far. <laughs> I see the line at. Jags plus three. Plus three? That's what it says right here. Is Lawrence out? Oh, he might be. It actually might be Bethard. Okay, just... so Lawrence missed another practice, so it's possible that he'd be out. I and think Bethard that, that makes is, a lot more sense. I was going to say that line is reflecting that he might yeah. not play. But I mean, hey, if you're going to yeah. get perfect QBR, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really liked what that one ringer article said about Baker, which is that his talent is. <laughs> inversely proportionate to how much people believe in him oh no because then now people are gonna say hey watch out hey you know who Mm -hmm, he didn't you know who he didn't air any grievances against mike fucking mccarthy and how the fuck did we miss that doofus oh wow wow you're right especially since i I, cowboys were my pick last week and they laid an egg is the dac away boy did they (laughs) that was that was a massive egg that was that was an egg the shape of the mvp trophy falling out of (laughs) dak prescott's hands (laughs) yeah for sure holy moly they got stomped by the bills yeah that's a rough one yeah yeah, I mean, you know, I'm always happy to to hear comments <laughs> about Mike McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, we just can say say that because I think we've spent a lot of time dissecting drive by drives, like that's true minutia yeah. of drives that w- the reason we don't like him, and I think he's someone that you just know about if you follow football at yes. all as being a deepest. Yeah. How do you feel about the uh, the line they have this week? I'm seeing Miami minus one and a half at home against the Cowboys. I see one here. 
Oh wait, one. I saw it opened at one and a half. Now I see one. Okay. Wow. I don't know, man. I've said a million times that I can't bet Miami. I don't understand them. Same with the Chargers. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't understand Dallas either. So, how do you feel about Easton Stick this week getting eleven points against the Bills? <laughs> Pound the Bills all day. That I feel really good about that. Eleven doesn't seem like enough. Well, right? That's not enough. Keenan Allen's not playing. He, I know he's out. Yeah, so, I mean they're he, they're already minimizing Eckler. I feel like. <laughs> well, see, that's what they—that's what Staley was doing. I feel like I feel like GIF. Their new coach is named GIF, by the way. What? G I F GIF. The hell? <laughs> I'm pretty sure his name is GIF. You mean you look it up? Uh, yeah, I. Old Giffy. I, yeah, GIF Smith. <laughs> GIF. Right. GIF, GIF Smith. Watch out for GIF. I feel wow. like he's the offensive line coach, right? I mean, this, this, a hundred percent. The funniest thing is that Kellen Moore is not their head coach, and yeah, that is pretty shocking. People think that they asked him to be, and he said no. <laughs> I like that idea. Oh, if that happened, that's so funny. That's a that's a fucking feat of strength. If Dean Spanos comes, he's like, "Hey, Kelly." Kelly, I need I need you to step up. No, no, I'm good, Dean. That's all right, thank you. Kindly fuck off. Oh my god. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah I kind of. I mean, enough. it's not enough. The, the new coach bump going away from Staley would be one thing. If if Justin Herbert was healthy, I would like that <laughs> more. But with Easton Stick out there, I think I'm pretty comfortable taking the Bills minus eleven. What's funny is like I just feel like the defense that has like. <laughs> I read the salary cap number for it on a previous episode. I, I can't remember what it is. Oh, they're $50 million over the cap for next year already? Well, that, but I, I actually had the amount of money the defense costs. It was by far the most uh, in the NFL. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I bet Gift's going to get those guys cooking, and they're all, they all hated <laughs> fucking <Smith>. Staley. <laughs> I'm going to start calling whoever sends the most gifts in a group chat, Gift Smith. <laughs> Got old Gift Smith over here. Look at this fucking Gif Smith. <laughs> Gif. That's not fucking... Get out of here with that. This, this, this Chargers are just a fake organization. Gif Smith, Easton Stick. Yeah, Easton Stick is also a made-up name. That's very true. Unbelievable. Okay, so the, the fourth one that I like this week is the Kansas City Chiefs at home, minus 10 against Aiden O'Connell and the Las Vegas Raiders. I think... <laughs> There's some regression coming for Aiden O'Connell. You don't think he's going to put 63 on the, the Chiefs? I think in there have been some, some extra factors at play in that particular performance. Ten is... <laughs> I, this is just hard for me because it's on Christmas. And why are we doing this to AOC on Christmas? Just taking his luck. Like, he just scored 63 points, and now we're hitting him with a 10-point line. Let him have a nice let him have a nice holiday. And let him let him play someone else. Let him play Tennessee. <laughs> Temp- I don't know, man. I hate I hate the Kansas City Chiefs this year. It's fair. Yeah. I'm mostly basing on the fact that they've thumped the Raiders a lot over the past few years. Oh, that's right. I remember this now. Yeah. And those, those are the four. So the four that I have right now, then, oh my. are the Bills minus eleven <laughs> at the Chargers. The I like that one. Lions minus three at the Vikings. I like ish that one. 
the Chiefs minus 10 at home for the Raiders, and the Ravens uh, getting 5.5 going to San Francisco. I kind of like that one. Are there any? Did you see any that popped out to you? I'm looking now. Are the Patriots getting seven? Is that too much against the Broncos, or is that just the Patriots line? I hate the Patriots so, so much. This Rams line. How do you feel about the Chicago Bears being favored by almost five points? I see four now. Okay. I still think it's weird the Bears are being favored by more than a field goal. (laughs) I hate that game so, so much. Yeah. I don't even know. It's like so, it's like two. Two offenses that could just like randomly do well, mm-hmm. and then like two defenses that can randomly do well. Yeah, I'm taking the cards in it under the assumption that like there's just no way the Bears will execute all game long on offense. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, if all of a sudden the Bears score like 14 points in the third quarter and they're up by 10. But then I would be very surprised if they didn't give at least some of that back to the Cardinals by the end of the game. Yeah, I I think the Eagles. I like that line. What are you seeing it? I saw it at 13 and a half. Yeah, it opened at 10 and a half. I see 13 and a half now. You think they're going to box up Tommy? I think I think it's going to be a real like, you know, Philly's going to lean into their Grinch side and just stuff Tommy DeVito in the fucking cold cut combo and send him packing. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like it's like a perfect get right game for them, right? They After need, a long yeah. streak of struggling. Yeah, well, they've lost three or four in a row. Like, mm-hmm. And they've been playing all good teams, too. Like, it's been a tough stretch. And I feel like, you know, you're going to watch, like, I think New York thinks that they're, you know, oh, you know oh, we lost last week, but I think, you know, I don't know. Maybe we can, maybe we, maybe we knock them down. Why not? And Philly's just yeah. going to put them in a fucking, in a coffin. So I like that one. Yeah. That could be 20. I'm still picking Philly. Yeah, that's probably fair. And, you know, the Eagles pass rush has struggled to get the same sort of sacks they got last season. But <laughs> it sounds like unless you're Joe Barry, that's a it's a good opportunity a, here to make up for that. It's a pretty easy one to figure out unless you're Joe Barry. Yep. <laughs> so that's the one I'm on. I like it. All right, buddy. Well, I think that does it for this week. Happy Festivus. <laughs> Sorry, I... Uh... I kind of I dragged this one on because I just had to talk so much shit. It's a special it's a special time of year, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you very much. Enjoy uh, enjoy Christmas, and uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be talking about the games as they're going on. Sounds good, man. See ya later, bud.